0: Welcome once again, brethren, uh, to our afternoon study. Our subject today is developing the character of Christ, and we have to move beyond talking about it. We have to make it um, very practical and easy to remember, and then we have to... uh, with the Lord's help figure out how to do these things systematically. You might even say methodically. We talked about the reason the Methodists were first called Methodists is because they were methodical in their religious exercises. And um, we need to be Methodists uh, in the practice of the message. And for this reason, No one will succeed but by strenuous effort. We must spiritually exercise all our powers and crucify the flesh with its affections and lusts. Crucifixion means much more than many suppose. One thing it doesn't mean is literal crucifixion and literally afflicting the flesh as Uh, Some people think that it does. Sister White talks about those people who are practicing health reform in a unhealthy manner. And that, of course, is not what the Lord is speaking about here, but it's real, and it means more than we suppose, because it's far-reaching. It covers a lot of things, a lot of our idols, uh, a lot of things that we cherish, We have to step on our toes, our own toes, not somebody else's toes. But uh, it is necessary that we crucify the flesh. And it will only be by strenuous effort. Now, there's a lot of people who plan to take the easy way to the kingdom, heaven. Uh, uh, Don't worry about it, brother. The Lord will take care of it. The Lord will take care of things. And the Lord will take care of things, and one of the primary ways he takes care of things is through us, his human agents, both for our salvation and for others. And those people who think that there is an easy way, a non-strenuous way to the kingdom are mistaken. It will take everything we have and more than we have to get to the kingdom. And that's the kind of God we serve. He's going to require us to do more than we can do ourselves. We all understand that? We can't do it on our own. We can only do it with his help. But first, it takes everything we have, literally. Let's have a word of prayer first. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity we have to come before thee this afternoon. We thank you for preserving us in health and life to see this uh, Sabbath. We pray that you will continue to not only preserve our physical health but you will help us spiritually to become the people that you have asked us to be. We, help, we ask that you give us the desire, the motivation to do everything that you have asked us to do. And we pray for these same blessings for all of our brothers and sisters, wherever they are today, that you will watch over them and that you will protect them in a special way. We also thank you for what you have done for those who were sick, uh, that we're on the prayer list, those who are recovering, and we pray that you will continue to watch over and bless them. And we pray that you will help those around them to encourage them and do whatever they can for them, both physically and spiritually. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember that many times you are the answer. To prayer. The Lord will use you as the answer to someone else's prayer if we are willing to be used. If we're not and we instead turn our eyes in the other direction, we will not be there and sometimes no one will be there. It happens. Millions are going into eternity unsaved. This is a fact that Sister White attest to. So brethren, remember, we are the instruments by which the Lord accomplishes much of what he is going to accomplish on this earth. And it is only it is only by strenuous effort that we will even come close to doing our part. I wanted to make the point, and I don't want to really discourage any of the saints do not want to discourage one single saint, and, not, and a true saint will not be discouraged. But um, there are easier religions than this one. If you don't find this one agreeable, there's a lot easier ways to live your remaining days than this religion. and. Uh, Even for those who are living it halfway, I would tell you that there's better ways of living your life than to live this message halfway. And I hope that every single person in that situation will decide to go all out for the Lord. But there are easier ways to live your life. And uh, uh, what the Lord is asking us to do and to become is men and women wondered at. And so I, I don't know if you thought that it was going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, uh, it would just be uh, one day we were average everyday people and the next day we were men and women wondered at, but it doesn't work like that. We have to pay a price. mother says uh, he would freely give the oil to anyone even past the time but it can't be done because the oil represents a settling into the truth it takes time to do that it takes time for the truth to work its changes in our life and heart and there's not no easy way around it there's no quick way around it it takes time even at the end uh, people who think the nation born in a day means Adventists coming up to the standard of the 144,000 instantly with no prior efforts on their side, don't understand what the message really is teaching. This message has to bring a reformation and revival in people before they can receive the seal, everyone. So a nation is born quickly any day as it were but to the gaze of the world, the Lord knew who they were all the time. In fact, He knew their name before they were born. And this is uh, from 1TG 9, page 6, Zechariah 12:8. In that day, the Lord shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God as the angel of the Lord before them. Besides giving us the assurance that the Lord shall defend his people, inspiration likens them unto David and unto God. Now, if a human being were to write these words, originate these words, it would be a very uh, egotistical and even blasphemous thing but God is here telling us a remarkable thing, that we are going to be as God ourselves, those who are of the house of David. Even the feeble one shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. What a great and wonderful statement. What a privilege to be likened unto God himself in many ways, not just one. Uh, God is love. Number one, we will be uh, men and women wondered at because of uh, Christ is showing through, beaming through, and they can see it. What happens when Christ is lifted up in our life? All men who have any receptivity to the truth are drawn magnetically to that. It's the most powerful way we can uh, work for others. And in many other ways, we will be as God also. So we, need, we are to not only learn, but to practice the lessons of Christ. And this is one of the things where I think... Uh, It's an area where we're going to be able to see a lot of growth. We have to study the message systematically and um, in depth, but we have to learn how to practice these things in our life, in our work, uh, jobs, in our um, interactions with Adventists. These things have to be practiced. If we don't practice deliberately, if we don't make a strenuous effort uh, deliberately, then our old habits and practices will be the ones that take over. In the absence of new ones, our old habits and practices will predominate and control. And we have to systematically go through there, learn to practice these things. And it is only when we do learn to uh, put these things into practice uh, uh, diligently, uh, diligently, one by one, and not forgetting. It's not good if we practice three things and we forget two things. It's like, oh yes, I've forgotten to practice that. And it could happen, brethren, we have to be systematic. So I wanted to have a mirror, as it were, now, that we emulate Christ, and in one way, he is the perfect mirror, of course. But um, his truth, the Word, is also a mirror to us. And so this spiritual development mirror, it is something uh, that we can look at to gauge or to see our development, okay? And it's a spectrum, it ranges from Not much, hardly so, to very much so. And that's how pretty much everything that has to do with human beings is. We can be uh, very tall, very short, in between, and all the other traits that you can imagine uh, are like that. When you say someone is such and such, don't forget that it's a relative thing. He is maybe, you know, if it's a negative thing, maybe he's like that but he may not be perfectly like that always, all the time in every circumstance. Uh, it, it is a spectrum uh, that you are rating him on, but some people think their character judgments are absolute and uh, that person all the time will be behave like that and so on, it's not true. Um, okay, so four things here, uh, uh, these are, um, categories in themselves, grounded in the rod, living the truth in daily life, advanced character development, sighing and crying. Now, we are born into the message and grounded, and that's the first thing. The last thing on this list is uh, sighing and crying, and that is uh, when we reproduce. We're born first, we grow, and we reproduce as effective sighing and crying. We reproduce more advanced Christians grounded in the rod that is the baby step but a lot of people never get past that step and it's number one now if we do not get past that step everything else is on a shaky foundation and what has happened over the years a lot of people come in they're not grounded properly and they either go out or they uh, go sideways, which is even worse sometimes from a point of view of chaos and confusion. And I hope that um, our brothers and sisters in the other real rod associations, I hope that they are, are cognizant of this. I have been told in long, mind-numbing detail uh, by their ex-members and leaders uh, in repeated situations how much people come in, how quickly people come in and then they go out. And sometimes they go out farther than than they were before they came in. Now it would be nice for us to look down our noses at the sisters, but uh, we have the problem too. And field workers and ministers need to understand It's fine to bring someone in, but if if he is not grounded, he or she does not become fully grounded in the message. What have you done? You may have brought someone to just cause more chaos and confusion. And don't be afraid. If, well, I don't know that we should deal with the difficult subjects. Well, you know, if they are truly hearing the Holy Spirit, they will make that jump on each point. But if, if you want to um, baby them along for uh, year after year, um, it's not going to work, brethren. Uh, it, it, we, we have to ground the people in the message. Living the truth in our, in our daily life. We pretty well know what this means. I'm gonna break it down into some four other categories, but that is um, just so we can systematically, method, methodically, Remember the key uh, headings, but there's no use uh, speaking about the message, uh, pretending to live the message, coming to seminar, coming to uh, meetings, more sometimes when we're not living it. I was thinking about this a little earlier. It's uh, the God knows us. We don't know each other. We don't even hardly know ourselves, but God knows us. He's our judge. He's, he's the one that counts, and he knows everything about us. There's no fooling God. I think we know this, but I, but I see a lot of behavior that doesn't really take notice of the reality. Why go through the trouble? Why bother? What's the use of trying to Fool people when you're not fooling God, well, who is the one that counts. The people don't count in the sense that they're not our judge, your judge. Let us remember that we, we are going to live or die on whether we are practicing the message, living the truth in our daily life. and. Uh, t- I put separately, and and you can every category can be uh, rearranged and so on, and and maybe we should. But I put separately, advanced character development. It's a big category. It's a very important category because um, we could go through the form of living the message without truly inner in the inner man developing the advanced character traits that we need to have. Sighing and crying is the last, and it needs to be the last in this sense. Um, When we are first born, many people are full of zeal. They haven't really started to live the message. I I, I would never do this, but I could tell you stories that would be very surprising to you of people who are busy sighing and crying, And they are not even coming close to living the message. Now, sighing actually means sighing for our own sins. That is uh, working on our own situation. And so it comes first. It comes before crying. And it literally does come before crying. We do need to reach a certain level of spiritual development. Ideally, these things come quickly if we are... A, a following the lead of the Holy Spirit and, and we don't have any uh, idols that we refuse to get rid of at the urging of the Holy Spirit, we will move quickly, but and we can be sighing and crying as a newborn babe, but uh, it has to be because we had that experience with the Lord and the message and we are living the message. To the best of our ability, as a babe. But those who have been around a while, who who do not uh, 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 make the changes in their life, um, those folk uh, are in a difficult situation because uh, the message teaches that if we don't start making those changes at first, we'll never make it. And if you take that literally, without um, uh, uh, all by itself. It is bad news for a lot of people. We need to be living the message, brethren, completely. Okay, sighing and crying. We need to sigh and cry, but we need to do it effectively. And the reason we started with the word effectively is we noticed that people were going through the motions, sometimes very earnestly going through the motions, but they were going through the motions and in the wrong way. And you need to stop and look and and think and say, am I doing this effectively? Am I having any result here? And uh, a lot of times they were having a result and it's negative, I'm pushing people away. That is not the way that we are to work. So sighing and crying effectively, that is the necessity. Uh, And we want to be able to judge ourselves systematically. That's what the mirror is for. It's not to judge other people, it's to judge ourselves and then make adjustments, touch up the here, this way or that way, whatever, so that we are doing the right thing. Brother Hadif said that the chief and only purpose of the shepherd's rod, doctrines being to prepare a peculiar people to God's own glory and honor a people to meet the Lord without tasting death or to rise in the special resurrection of Daniel 12. Shepherds Rod, volume one, uh, page um, 186. Those who are sealed to be part of the 144,000, they cannot have one spot or wrinkle. And we tend to glance over these things. Oh yes, I would like to be part of the 104. I'm going to be, I'm gonna do everything possible to be part. But we have to look closely at the details. The detail is we have to be living the message 100%. We have to be living uh, 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 as the Lord has asked us, uh, truly living this life, not pretend, not partial, not even 99%. And it's possible, God has said it's possible. He will make it possible, and we will see it's possible as we progressively come closer and closer to that. Okay, so this is the living the truth mirror, breaking it down. A health reform, dress reform, Christ-like behavior, God first. So um, there's many different reforms, but I put these here because they are idols to many people. Um, the health reform, it's an idol. It's, a, it's a, a beginning step that Adventists should have taken, but have it. And so we assume that Davidians have, but many have it. And we do have to hit these standards. Uh, and when God gave us health reform, as we've covered before, he did it for our own good. And when we deviate from health reform, and this is a present truth health reform, when we deviate from present truth health reform, we are hurting ourselves. It is for our own good that he has asked us to do these things. Dress reform. Dress reform, again, is for our own good. It's part of also forming uh, a peculiar people. Not peculiar in the sense of strange, but people may think that, but peculiar in the sense that we are God's special possession. And that's the uh, meaning of peculiar in King James uh, English. It is God's special possession, uh, the, the people, and we are to be his special people he has reasons for everything tells us we have talked about dress and makeup and so on and um, we want to make these things very plain to people but there are reasons for these things and they're good reasons and god's reasons far surpass our understanding even on something like health reform if you're wondering if you should or should not listen to god uh, let me try to tip that scale in your mind heavily toward listen. He is God. We are less than a two-year-old in his uh, sight, intellectually speaking. And uh, when he tells us what to do, it is for our good in many, many levels. Uh, So um, dress reform, health reform, uh, these are idols that will separate out those who are real serious and those who are not. And that's one of, in my opinion, that's one of the reasons that God has given some of these things to us. And we don't want to see anything, anyone separate themselves. Uh, and remember this, we are not to go up to people and, um, and um, uh, judge them ourselves. Uh, Brother Bingham used to tell a story, some of you may or may not have heard it on a tape or something. Uh, I like to get these stories, by the way, transcribed, so I like to know the minutes, uh, what tape and what time it was on, and I've heard it a number of times. But there was some old brother at Mount Carmel who would go up to people who were wearing beards and yank on their beard and tell them that God did not want them to do that, (laughs) wear beards. Okay, something, I I haven't heard the story. Have you, Sister Sandy? You have, did you ever hear that story? Yes, you, you, I would, that's why I'm asking you, because I figured you would. But I, I know I'm not telling it as, uh, uh, completely pro- uh, cor- correctly, but the point is, is we do not go up to people and yank on their beards, brethren. It's not for us. Did, was it Brother Hadif that was doing that at Mount Carmel? It was not Brother Hadif, and it was not correct behavior. Okay, and that's for everything. Okay, the only things, now there's some exceptions, as always, uh, active sin in the camp, uh, and and we're not even going to itemize these things, but um, that is something that we have to uh, individually first take cognizance of and so on. Okay, so if you think that that gives you carte blanche to turn your head away from active sin, that's a mistake, but when we have people who have idols in their own life, okay, it's standards uh, that they're not meeting themselves in some way, they're not actively sinning in, uh, in, in other ways, uh, then uh, that is, those are things where you can encourage them perhaps uh, lightly, but you are not to uh, make it your business to judge them and to uh, raise a big ruckus about it. Uh, Christ-like behavior. This is our big, big uh, issue here. It covers so many things. Uh, God first. I put God first last because it is the most important. And I wanted it to be the one that stuck in our minds. Practical Christianity. Now, this is... um, Uh, Living the truth, okay? Practical Christianity, we must have or we cannot enter heaven. Point blank. Hearing and preaching the gospel is not enough. There are ministers who will be preaching up to the time when uh, the separation begins, when they won't be preaching anymore. Hearing and preaching the gospel is not enough. We must wear the yoke of Christ. We must learn of him to be meek and lowly. We must be doers of the word. If ye know these things, Christ uh, declares, happy are ye if ye do them. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our own, your own selves. And it is only us that we deceive. We don't deceive the Lord and a lot of times we don't deceive our friends and acquaintances either they're just being Christ-like and keeping their mouth quiet, as they should. We should encourage each other, by the way, do not just ignore your brother in a pit, but also do not throw rocks at him because he's in the pit. God has no use uh, for uh, lazy men in his cause. He wants thoughtful, kind, affectionate, earnest workers. Testimonies, volume four, page 411. And Brother Hadith says that when God wants a worker, he calls a busy man. That's an interesting thing, because a lot of people think if a man is not busy, he's the ideal candidate to be a worker. Okay, I actually get that kind of recommendation. Whereas if they knew the message, if they they realized what they were saying, they would uh, make more impression if they were to say, He's a very busy man, but he can spare himself for the work. Measure your words by the golden rule. If you will do to others what you would have them do to you, you will have less trouble, greater joy in life, many friends all around you, and fair sheaves for the heavenly garner, uh, uh, 1TG 427. We cannot overestimate, and this is living the truth. We cannot overestimate the importance of the golden rule. It needs to be systematically implemented in our life and everything we do. Whatever we're doing, it needs to be, we need to ask ourselves, uh, am I satisfied with the way I'm treating this person if I was that person myself? We need to ask these things. The true spirit of the Christian religion is one of self-sacrifice. Self-denial is required at every step. Those who are truly his representatives will follow his example in working for the good of others. They will delight. Let me see something. Okay. Um. Those who are truly his representatives will follow his example in working for the good of others. They will delight to advance the interests of the cause of God, both at home and abroad. They will be seen and heard, and their influence will be felt at prayer meeting. And all of these things cross over into other categories. All the categories are interrelated, but this is all living, how we are to Uh, uh, behave uh, as we are living the message. Uh, One of the biggest things going on today among the youth, and if the truth was known among adult Davidians too, is uh, imbibing uh, the world's entertainment, degenerate entertainment uh, into our brains, our minds, our hearts. I've been instructed that, that the youth are exposed to the greatest peril from improper reading, improper viewing, improper listening. It's all improper out there. It's all uh, calculated to draw you into the orbit of Satan, the orbit of the world. And you say, well, it's harmless. They, uh, most Christians think these things are harmless. Yes. But we are, pe- are peculiar people. We need to cut off our connection with the world. Uh, Satan is the author of these books and films. He's in inspiration behind it. There's only two sources of inspiration. If you see a movie, ask yourself, was this inspired by God? Because if it's not inspired by God, it is inspired by Satan. Okay, Grounded. To be grounded, we need to know the mess, the rod. Uh, we need to be able to give an answer for what we believe. Uh, now, on these first two ones, I'm sorry, and if you want smooth answers and so on, go down to the SDA church. I'm sorry, we don't have a smooth thing to tell you on this. There's too many people who do not know the message. And I can speak from prior experience myself in that category. And uh, I do not hold myself up as a special exception. But what I am saying is that, that I know that from various, for various reasons, I know that there's too many people who do not have a real deep over, uh, uh, overview of the message. They do not have that, and they can't give an answer. We need to be able to give an effective answer for what we believe. How could we, over all these years, not give an answer? Understand, that Satan will—he knows our weaknesses. He knows where we can't give an answer, and he will make sure to put in our way someone who will ask us a question that we can't answer. Yes, he will. If we are weak, he is going to find that weakness and try to exploit it. That's what he does over and over again. And that's why this is under the grounded category. Now, understands the hedge doctrine. What hedge doctrine? (laughs) Brethren, we need to understand the the doctrine, the hedge of inspiration that the message teaches. And what is that? It is that, uh, the shepherd's rod message is the last message. And when the Lord says last year, he means last. Brother Hadif is the last prophet. And when he says last, he means last. There are two pipes. Brother Hadif and Sister White were the uh, human um, embodiments of those uh, uh, those types. And um, there's no more. And, and that's part of the hedge doctrine, too. The Bowl is full, all of these things are hedge doctrines. The hedge of protection the Lord has made around his people is impenetrable if we know what it is and if we stay behind it. Another hedge doctrine is um, that um, we have much, we have plenty of light as Davidians, Our problem is we are looking for more light while the Adventists do not have all the light and don't want more light, okay? And so as Davidians, we have been warned and taught by the message that uh, if it's not in the message, it's not worth listening to. Brother Adaf says this a number of times in different ways, point blank. It's not worth listening to, reading, remembering, no more new light. If you think there's going to be new light before the kingdom, before uh, Sister White and Brother to take up their work once again in the kingdom, you're mistaken. And why, and why even, uh, what is the difficulty? The message has told us these things for, from the beginning. Now, we do have to be grounded in these hedge doctrines. They will protect us. They are there to put a hedge between us and the roaring lions in Davidia who would devour us spiritually if we give them a chance. They will. They will feed us their their Satan um, inspired doctrine. Satan is a superior mind. Satan was the greatest angel. He was uh, um, far, his mentality even today is beyond human understanding. If he creates a, a, a deceitful web for us, he will create it in such a way that it's sticky and attractive and it will uh, draw us in. If you go and put yourself into that situation say uh, uh, wrongly uh, and say, well, you know what, let me go and look. Let Let me sit down like brothers with you and study your new message, your new light. That if you do that, you put yourself on Satan's ground. And that's part of the hedge doctrine too, from the message. We are not to challenge, Brother Hadif says, we are not to uh, put our treasure at risk, the treasure of the message at risk, his words. uh, Supports the DSDA credenda and agenda. Again, this is the words of the message. And uh, we need to, in the Leviticus, we need to, uh, examine our hearts. I just can't walk with those folk. I just don't see things that way. Be honest. Don't worry. If if that is, I, you probably should worry. By the way, but but in one sense, um, you need to be honest and and to make a decision, stand on what you believe. But if we cannot support these things uh, in the Leviticus, be. Stand up and and uh, and and make your decision. And if we, you want to be a grounded Davidian, um, understand carefully what this entails. Understand what the DSDA credenda and agenda is. Um, and the credenda is what we believe, uh, and our agenda is what we are doing. And uh, to speak about our agenda, our agenda is for the church. We are to accomplish the work for the church. That's our work, okay? Uh, and then it's subdivided into things, but but uh, different uh, things. But that is our uh, agenda overall. Our credenda is what is you read in fundamental beliefs in the Leviticus and the whole rod, and um, to be a quote, Bashan Davidian, uh, how much of the bound up are you required to read? I'd like to, I'm asking you a question now. uh, Let's hear it. Uh, Who said all? Brother Joe, your heart is good, (laughs) but it's not. Okay, the answer is none. Okay, none. And I hope that uh, 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 Brother Joe uh, uh, is giving a heart answer, but um, the strict answer that I hope that everyone here knows, how many people, let me just check here, how many people feel Brother Joe should be right? You feel he should be right. Uh, Okay, okay. You, Brother Courtney, uh, off to the re-education camp for you. (laughs) But at least you, brethren will have Brother Courtney with you, okay? No, because reading the rod, the bound up is the rod, brethren. Anything in the bound up that's not in the rod is not in the bound up. We have talked about this before. You need to understand what I'm saying. If you have read the rod, you have read the bound up, every bit of it. And we only uh, can require the reading of the rod. Now, what is the purpose of the bound up? It is explanatory. It is exhortory. Exhortory? Ex? To exhort? Exhort. Ex? Exhort. Ex- <laughs> Thanks. Uh- <clears throat> it is. Um, hm It's ex- exhortative. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And, um, and that is to make it more accessible uh, and, uh, to people, more understandable. But it, many people think it is a new message and so on. And it was um, um, categorically said in the bound up itself, many, many places, that's not so. If you thought so, let's get straight. We haven't talked about this for a while, but we have said it before. And I do not, um, there's gonna be a time when Perhaps we should um, actually ask this of everybody because uh, it's been a while and we're going slow here understanding these things. Okay, so supports the DSDA credenda, the rod. What is our credenda? The rod. Every word of the rod, every word, not one piece taken away, not we, the problem that, many people have today is they're used to the subtractions that Sister Haudeth made. They insist on keeping her subtractions, okay? Can't be done. There's no inspiration for that. We, we have to accept the rod the way it is. And uh, that's an idol to some people too, but, uh, but anyway, uh, the message is very clear. Uh, it, take it the way it is. Do not subtract do not add. And that is Bashan's stance, and it always has been, brethren. Okay, so grounded. If people are grounded, I put there a picture of some legs there. Don't ask what the what person is engaged in doing, but he has a very grounded stance uh, that I liked. Uh, it's balanced, and it's hard to tip him over. He is ready to move forward very, uh, in his case, very aggressively, and um, it happens to be Tyson, but, um, but he, um, but, and we are aggressive too in our spiritual work. He, when we are grounded, we are in position to resist the blows of the enemy. Our blows could come from all over, even our next door neighbor, our friend, family. It, it could happen. And so you have to be grounded in balance and not easily pushed around, blown around. And that's the whole thing about being grounded. Of course, uh, there are much individual details, of course, but uh, once we remember some major categories like that, I think it helps us to remember the things inside the categories. Sighing and crying, mirror. Works effectively, stays inside the rod constraints, able to attract interest, does not mind who gets the credit. Works effectively. So uh, there is uh, in the world a a rule, a rule of thumb that happens to be quite um, accurate for some strange reason of human nature. It says, 80% 80% of, uh, sorry, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Now, it may, it, if you're not familiar with it, you will think it's some uh, nonsense or so, but it's very true, brethren. In, in many, many organizations, it's been shown to be uh, su- surprisingly true, and we know this as Davidians. It's, it's very much, and when I say true, It could be 75, it could be 90. I'm not trying to lock in a percentage there, but the thought is very correct, which is um, 20% of the people out there, members, are doing about 80% of the work. That's the way it is. Some people are effective and some people are not. And I want you to look into the mirror here and see what, 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 how it is with you. We never walk up to people and say, you are a 20 percenter. You are a uh, 80, uh, I'm going to point to you to be the 80 percenter, Sister Danita. <laughs> so I won't get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that is, um, um, that. we don't do that, okay? This is the first time I've done it uh, here and uh, probably I'll be sorry. But <laughs> But um, but it's true. It is true all over the world. Some people are out there effectively sharing the message, getting interest, and some people just can't seem to get it together 20 years, 30 years, and you think I'm making this up, but I'm not. I have been watching for a long time, just watching. I don't mess with people, but, but I've been very curious about how, people come into the message, the whole little mechanism of, uh, well, how did you learn about the rod? Where, who, how, where did you first hear about it? And so on. It's a question that I ask uh, when, uh, from time to time. But because it's so interesting to see how the message spreads, and it happens to be a small number of people doing most of the work can't be if we're not going to do sigh and cry effectively. If we won't fit ourselves to be among God's people, we're not going to be among God's people. Stays inside rod constraints. And this is one of the reasons people are not effective. The message says to behave Christ like, uh, not to poke the truth down uh, the throats of people, not to fight and argue in the church not to hand out literature on church property. All these things are exact rules, constraints from the rod, from Brother Hauduf. Now, to some people, uh, um, I have seen this, uh, uh, well, well to some people, these, all these um, uh, co- um, constraints, requirements from the message by Brother Hadith, they all expired when he died, evidently. They, weren't, they were just his suggestions and they're all gone now. You do what you want. And so some people will not stay within the rod constraints to work effectively. Well, if you don't obey, you're not going to be blessed. When we argue and fight in church, you know what happens? You create ill will. You create problems. You're not doing the work of the Lord. If you're not serving the Lord, you're serving the other power. Okay, so able to attract interest. Now... This is something that I have thought about. Um, there are people who are um, who are uh, charismatic; they just have a magnetic appeal, okay. And then there's people who are just plain footy duddies and uh, don't have that appeal. And being in the second category, I have thought long and hard on these things. Probably I know I need to think more and learn more and pray more, but. Um, we need to all learn how to be more attractive to other people, how to be able to walk up to them and spark their interest and and their friendship, and to be able to uh, uh, build a bridge slowly but surely, uh, uh, over which then we can bring the message. But a lot of people uh, throw the message in people's face after a uh, couple of minutes of talk, sometimes not even that much. And uh, then when everything falls apart, they think, oh, this message is so hard. This is a hard message to, to, uh, to uh, and they blame the message for uh, making them sigh and cry in an ineffective way. We need to learn to be able to attract the attention of our brothers and sisters in a positive Christ-like way. Does not mind who gets the credit. Now, this is a curious but true thing. We have lots of people out there protecting their interests, their little circle, hiding them. It's a strange business, but they do. It's my people and I'll reveal them to you uh, when I feel like it, when they're ready, okay? And the, the other thing that goes along with this is some people will reveal their interests but they won't share. Uh, It is often more effective if uh, you work as a team. But uh, the message teaches that, and uh, Sister White, the Spirit of Prophecy teaches that there's no limit to how much we can accomplish if we don't mind who gets the credit. And, And experience has shown that a team work approach is better than a me, I do it all myself approach. It's better, it works better. You double team, you, you, you have a, a, a person uh, like, this is our specialist here, this is our a special teacher, special speaker, whatever. And uh, by, uh, by doing that, and, and you staying in the loop too, but by bringing others in at the appropriate time, under the appropriate circumstances, uh, and in the right way, uh, it is very effective. But there are people who just close up things as just me. I keep them to myself. And then all of a sudden I reveal someone, he's paying tithe, you know, uh, and that's as a, uh, to, um, to, uh, to make up for what they have done. Brethren, it is not about me and it's not about you. It's about us us all coming together as a team to serve the Lord effectively. That's what the Lord wants. God will not excuse you for not taking up the cross and practicing self-denial and doing good to others with unselfish motives. God does not call upon us, call upon any of us to watch our brethren and repent of their sins. And this is our big problem in Davidia. Too many people, of worrying about other people not meeting the standards. I am talking about standards for everyone. I'm not talking about standards for anyone in particular, and I very rarely do. Because, and this is an important thing, brethren. If you see somebody who is obviously deficient in the standards, Going and haranguing them on that is not going to solve the problem. It's a spiritual problem. It's not a dress problem. It's not a health reform problem. It's a spiritual problem. Work on the spiritual problem, and which is usually a lack of full consecration and commitment to the message to the Lord. And uh, you go and treat the symptom and you will irritate the person. and you will cause trouble. And if they do agree to listen to you and they do agree to the cosmetic changes, they didn't change the real problem. The real problem is a spiritual problem. And when you see those things, remember that. But we got lots of people walking up to other people, tugging their beard and saying, you should not be wearing these, uh, 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 brother. So um, we, um, we need to... Um, Uh, remember these things. Um, God does not call upon any of us to watch our brethren and to repent of their sins. He has left us a work to do, and he calls upon us to do it resolutely in his fear, with an eye single to his glory. Our job is to uh, be the hands and mouth of the Lord right now in saving people, their salvation, And so it's a spiritual work that we have to do for those people who are deficient. A great many confine their missionary efforts to the propagation of the doctrines and the prophecies of the message, while Christ and the gospel of salvation are either entirely left out or only occasionally mentioned as hardly more than a matter of history. Now, we need to get back to this subject, too. What is our what is our um, message anyway? And um, as we have seen, our message it includes all of the grains of Ezekiel, all of the grains. All of the truth that has ever gone before us is our message, including the golden bowl contains all. Look and see. If you look inside, you will see and um, it is very powerful to remember Christ and the gospel of salvation. When you are out sighing and crying, um, there is, a, um, there is a, a, a saying that to a man with a hammer, uh, all problems look like uh, nails or whatever. Okay. It's like that you have a hammer, that's the tool you're going to use for everything. But we have many tools. We can address many situations, all part of our message. Sometimes the, the gospel of Christ and, and, and salvation will be necessary. People are going, you know there's Adventists out there who were only semi-converted. They need to be reached on a, on a, on a, a, a level of, of conversion. And we have to do it that way. You teach them something else and you will uh, produce then a half converted um, Davidian from that half converted Adventist. So use the appropriate spiritual tool. And this is one, and we are not to forget that this is part of our message. Okay, advanced character development mirror, and we itemize this a little bit more detail aware, calm, cheerful, compassionate, competent, friendly, honest, not sensitive, reliable, stable. Now, these things do not come naturally. The uh, the human heart today is degenerate. We have fallen far away from uh, uh, the Edenic ideal, but we need to return. And these spiritual mental qualities have to be cultivated deliberately, intensively, strenuously. We need to be aware first because it, if we cannot, if we don't know ourselves, our condition, we're talking about ourselves, if we can't, if we're, if we can't um, let ourselves be aware of the bad news, then we're not going to be able to do anything about it. The bad news is how we are today, how far we are from where we're supposed to be. And that things are not wonderful. If uh, Ezekiel 9 was to come this instant, there would be some uh, surprising gaps, okay? Uh, 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 Who knows, maybe from the start right here and all all the way back, that we are not ready. And, And that's why the Lord holds back things in part we are not ready and we have to get ready but we are never going to be able to make the strenuous efforts in the right way if we are blind uh, we cannot be blind to our own condition and and the way that the solution for that is with prayerful awareness prayerful self-awareness we want to ask the lord to help us see ourselves as he sees us just a glimpse and, and then another glimpse and another glimpse. We need to be able to see ourselves. And when we see ourselves, then we're gonna be motivated and uh, we're gonna to want to change and we're gonna see where we need to change. So awareness, we need to be calm, cheerful, compassionate, competent. These are traits, these are Davidian traits, first and foremost. Why are they Davidian traits? Because. All of these things are important things that we have fallen away from since uh, the creation, uh, since we were created in Eden. And we are restoring all things. Everything that was uh, part of us at the beginning, all the standards, all the abilities, uh, uh, and character traits and so on, this message restores those things and by by following the things in the message, but there's much counsel, all the counsel we need, um, on pointing us on where to go is in the message in the spirit of prophecy. Cheerful, we we heard about cheerful last night. Uh, it's not it's something that we shouldn't forget. Uh, when we when we're feeling least cheerful is when we need to study cheerfulness and read about it. Whatever we fill our mind with, it tends to make a deep impression uh, eventually, um, compassionate. Uh, every quality is, we are somewhere on that spectrum, uh, left and right, and we are not locked into that spot. We can, with the help of the Lord, move in the right direction. So if we naturally have a a stern and strict uh, and somewhat um, uh, loveless, uh, a hard heart, okay, it needs to soften. It needs to be touched by the love of God. And we need to be treating people with kindness and love and compassion. And if we're not, we're not truly on the pathway to the kingdom, no matter how much lip service uh, we give. Competent. We need to be watching ourselves in the mirror on this. Um, We don't compare our uh, you cannot compare yourself to anyone else, but we ourselves need to compare ourselves to. It can be ideal, uh, abstract worker, whatever. There there are standards in everything. Okay, what is the standard of performance in my job? I'm a secretary and the standard says that I have to be able to type 60 words a minute and so on and so on and so on. Okay, and, and that's just a random um, uh, um, example. It could be, uh, I, I started to give an example of the outside, uh, a, a, a worker who is um, repairing things or whatever, but I, I didn't want to use that example. Uh, If I turn to the left or right here, I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) But the point is, we're all going to be in trouble if we don't uh, see that our religion requires us to be the very best employees for the Lord that we can be. We cannot equal the world, and we certainly should never, ever be below the world. And just to be a little discouraging in a shocking wake-up way, I have had people tell me repeatedly, uh, and this is, they all, these are people who are talking about other associations, okay? But I, I, I'm willing to bet there's more than a few Basian Davidians who will agree. And this, uh, well, you know, they're just not competent. They take forever to do things. It takes a long time to get a response. We call and call and call. Brethren, if, if that ever is true, it's something so shameful that we need to put a bag over our heads, okay, for a long time. Cut some eye holes though, so we'll be aware. Um, Competent, true Davidians are competent and there's no uh, pretense about it. They can do their work well and they don't need to have uh, someone holding their hand all day long. If you have uh, someone holding your hand all day long, you're, you, it is someone else that is helping you be competent. Two people instead of one working, doing the work, friendly. If we are not friendly, we are not on the road to loving everyone. And uh, uh, just to, as, a, as a kind of a wake-up thing, I want to walk back all our love talk Uh, uh, It has been, um, let us say that I have that um, authority, which I don't, but I'm going to take back all that talk about loving people, okay? Let's just be friendly with everyone, okay? Can we do that? Can we be friends? Can I be friendly? Uh, you can, brethren. and Humor is one of the God-given means to relieve tension and to help us to smooth social interactions and uh, uh, divert us from our stern purposes and and too strict, uh, hard-heartedness. But, brethren, we have to be friendly. Uh, we need to be loving too, if we're going to get to receive the seal. But uh, if we uh, and, and and here's the thing. Once again, uh, we don't fool God and we probably don't fool other people if we're not friendly. People can tell. People can tell about something like that. And God knows perfectly. Brethren, it is a requirement that we be kind and friendly to everyone. And, and you say, where, are you ha- where can you base that? I can base it on extensively. Uh, But keep in mind that friendliness is less than love. And you do not hate someone, you do not mistreat someone or, or be unkind to someone that you love, truly. Okay? If you have true, unselfish love, you don't do that, which is what the Lord requires. Honest. Well, Davidians should be way past those things. Uh, And uh, we aren't brethren, but it needs to be part of our strenuous efforts. Uh, Not sensitive. Now, this is a rod standard, not to have our feelings on our fingertips, not to be overly sensitive. It is a rod standard, and we do have to care less. It comes from caring less about ourselves. Once upon a time, if we cared a whole lot about ourselves, self, we would, um, we would labor over the thought, oh, that was a stupid thing to say but, uh, and, uh, or do or whatever, and we'd like just be completely uh, enamored of that, completely in the thralls of that, that, that feeling and thought and so on. It comes from self too much self, let it go, don't worry. Another thing people do is um, we worry about or we're sensitive about insults, abuse, whatever. Someone said someone something to me, someone looked at me. And you know what, a lot of times it's not true. Objectively speaking, sometimes we manufacture these, misunderstand and so on. But let's assume always that it's true that they were being mean and 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 deliberately offensive what's our reaction to that our reaction is we don't care we're not going to be sensitive we're not going to react and we do have to reach that standard that is our standard not sensitive not easily offended Uh, to begin with we say not easily provoked but it's not be to be provoked at all the patience of the saints doesn't have a limit. The times that they will forgive an offense is not limited. They will forgive and forgive and go on and go on and not be slowed down, not hold these things in their mind. Uh, I forgive, but I'm not going to work with that person ever again and so on. Stable, so some of these things we are uh, we are born. Uh, actually, all of these things. We are born all over the the spectrum, ha, uh, left or right to it, whatever degree of these things, uh, very much so or not. Some uh, we are not so stable. Um, that can be both good and bad. A person who is unstable may also be a very creative person. Okay, there are. There always are compensating. There always are things to to other considerations. But here's the thing. We're we're not trying to say stay where you are. Uh, There could be benefits, but there's even more benefits to listening to the Lord. He said that we should be stable, calm, men and women. We are commanded. We're required. Our message requires that. Move in that direction. Move in that direction all the way and be very much so in these things, all of these things. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. I have uh, two uh, thoughts here uh, connected with uh, the different character things. Uh, The character, uh, advanced character uh, points, that's a whole field of study in itself, but um, uh, I have two thoughts here on uh, kindness and courtesy. The power of kindness. We may never know until the judgment, the influence of a kind, considerate course of action uh, to the inconsistent, the unreasonable, and the unworthy, a response to people who do those things. Don't get upset. Don't go talk to other people. Be kind. Let it end right there, whatever it was. And we need to be kind and considerate all the time. There are many people who, the message says, but we know in our hearts this is true, many people who are pining away for a word of encouragement, a word of kindness. And the Lord says uh, that when I was sick, you didn't visit me. Now today, how do we visit? Uh, We have friends all over the world. We have people, acquaintances, we, 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 we can't visit them in person, and it's not necessary to visit them in person to lend an encouragement, uh, encouraging word to them. Uh, just an uplifting smile and, and uh, to listen to them sometimes, depending on the th- uh, situation. Uh, we can do that through the various media that we have available. Starting at the bottom with the phone call, the phone. So I don't know how many times you've th- thought about this. I personally have thought about this in the sense of uh, how many times have I visited the imprisoned, okay? And um, I am not happy with that answer. And I also know that we are not um, doing all we could do to visit the sick. And I, I, I it's... it's i feel bad for the sick and i feel bad for those who are not doing this you need to do this because we're going to face the the judge someday uh, metaphorically speaking but we're going to face the judgment for sure and one of the questions that is asked of us is uh why didn't you visit me when i was sick so brethren we have we have friends we visit our friends and family uh, somewhat. Uh, that's okay, but we need to visit those, particularly the old, the lonely, uh, those that have no one. Uh, we need to be doing this, and uh, it is our God-given duty, and there's no shirking it. There are actually some people who will say, I'm a Davidian. That doesn't apply to me, and uh, the Lord it will deal will with those brethren uh, and those who have deceived them like that, don't be deceived, it applies to us. It's a life or death requirement, as is everything the Lord tells us. Be considerate and courteous, and this is um, the golden rule in practice. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, James three seventeen. That is so good, it sums up everything that we want to be and do in character, uh, advanced character development. Be considerate and courteous in everything you do. Um, I was, um, uh, we we teach uh, now and then golden rule driving. It is a odd thought for some people, particularly in New York, and other cities like that, but golden rule driving. Give the other guy a break. It's a small part of our message, but um, you make a habit of driving like the world and you are making a habit of of being part of the world. Uh, Even in everything we do, our religion needs to come through with us. And our religion, requires us to engage in golden rule driving. Someone wants to come out, it's going to cost you less than three seconds to slow down a little bit and give them a chance to come out. And I advocate devoting perhaps one minute, 60 seconds a day in golden rule driving. 60 seconds of your valuable day in three seconds here and five seconds there and so on. Okay, If do you have 60 seconds to spare to practice our religion in, in uh, uh, golden rule driving. Brethren, we have to think like this in every aspect. from the time we wake up until the time we go to sleep, the, the Lord needs to be first on our agenda. His, his directives to us, His requirements, the things that He, ask for us. How can we help the work? What can I do for the Lord today? That needs to be our, the first and last thing that we think about uh, every day. And when we do this systematically, deliberately, and strenuously, we will be on the road to becoming the men and women wondered at that the Lord is asking us to be. Thank you, brother. for listening. This has been a production of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. You can find us online at www.basianhill.org and you can call us at 417 835